Hey, I'm Dr. Ray Self. I'm glad you tuned in today or found me the show today. So today I'm talking on a tough one, living in an unhealthy relationship. How do you handle that? What do you do? Especially as a Christian, you know, we have to forgive, turn the other cheek. That makes it complicated. It really does. So, hey, don't forget to check out the website for the podcast. That's icmcollege.org slash self-talk. icmcollege.org slash self-talk. ICM is the sponsor of this show. That stands for International College of Ministry. And the college website is, you guessed it, icmcollege.org. Check it out. We have free courses. You can get a free evaluation. It's an accredited online, Holy Spirit-filled Bible college. Get equipped for your degree today. Don't wait. Get equipped for your degree today. Get your bachelor's, master's, or even doctorate degree. You know you need to do it. God's called you. Check it out today. Thanks for listening. This is Dr. Ray Self. Okay, folks, here we go. This is Dr. Ray Self. I want to open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this show. I thank you for the opportunity to speak truth and healing and and wisdom, your wisdom. So Holy Spirit, going to need your help. Thank you for each person listening to this show in the name of Jesus Christ. As normal people, as Christians, many times people find themselves in unhealthy relationships. But there is a dilemma because we're taught forgiveness and turn the other cheek. So what happens so many times is people will endure abusive relationships, believing that this is God's will for their life or that they they have to because, you know, to to do anything different would be to be unfaithful or unjust or unbiblical. But let's let's break this down. okay? so we have a biblical command to forgive. Matter of fact, Jesus said, if we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. So forgiveness is critical, but forgiveness does not mean things are okay. Forgiveness is letting someone off the hook. It doesn't mean there's no consequences to their behavior. It means you do not pass judgment upon them. You let God do that. It's not putting a stamp of approval on somebody's behavior, saying, oh, that didn't hurt me. Everything's fine. It will will pretend like it didn't happen. That's not what forgiveness is. What so many people do when they have unforgiveness is they have hatred in their heart. They have vengeance in their heart. They imagine uh, vengeance. They they hope for bad things to happen to that person. They wish for uh, a curse to come upon them. They, they wish for some calamity to hit them. See, that's judgment. And that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness says, I do not pass judgment upon you. I'm turning this over to God. What you did hurt me. It was unacceptable to me, but I forgive you I'm not saying what you did is good. I'm saying that I forgive you. I'm not going to take revenge upon you or vengeance upon you. I'm not going to punish you. I am turning you over to the Lord. To me, that is forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean there's no consequences to behavior. So God works through natural consequences. 
the essence of boundaries is knowing where you end and somebody else begins. Also, one of the key tenets of boundaries is allowing people to suffer their natural consequence. Why is that important? It's important because God teaches us through natural consequence. When a person is rescued or not allowed to suffer a consequence for their behavior, many times we're actually getting in the way of what God wants to do, or lesson God wants to teach, something God wants to show them. So the way it works scripturally is you do the crime, you do the time. But so many times Christians, what they do is they're in a relationship where the spouse or the friend or whoever the relationship is, the boss, the teacher, whatever, the coach, does the crime, and then the victim does the time. In other words, the victim takes on the punishment for somebody else's crime. That's completely unbiblical. Let me show you this in Scripture. Let me talk to you about this in Scripture just for a moment. So in Jeremiah 31, the Scripture says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, and with the house of Judah. Now, just before that, he explained a principle. He said, but everyone will die for their own iniquity. Each man that eats sour grapes, his teeth will be set on edge. Now, the scripture just before that said, no, in those days, they will not say again, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. What does that mean? It's kind of a strange scripture. What it means is in the new covenant, we are not responsible for other people's behavior. It says the fathers have eaten sour grapes, but the children's teeth are set on edge. He said, no, 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 no. In the new covenant, whoever eats the sour grapes, their teeth are set on edge, not their family, not their friends. And then he goes on to explain, he said, each one dies for their own iniquity. Each one dies for their own iniquity. What does that mean? God holds each one of us responsible for our behavior, not for another adult's behavior. There's a saying in counseling, which sounds extreme, but it's actually very true. And it is what other people think of you is none of your business. So many times we make other people's thoughts and behaviors our business. That's, that's, the, that's crossing the principle of boundaries. What other people think is not my business. What other people do is not my business. What I think is my business. What I do is my business. If a person is abusive or uh, says something mean or hateful uh, to me or to you, that's their business. And God holds them accountable for that sin. How you respond to that is your business. And so in other words, let other people own their behavior and do not take responsibility for another person's behavior. You take responsibility for your behavior. That is the law of God. That is the principle of God. And it's very freeing because so many times as Christians, when we're in an unhealthy situation, we think, well, it's my fault. I could have done this. I should have done that. You know, if I hadn't said this, if I haven't done that. Look, I, I get it. We, we do things. We say things we shouldn't say. But still, God does not hold me responsible for another person's reaction to me. He does hold me responsible for my actions, but I'm not responsible for somebody else's reactions. Now, I could say things that would cause a natural negative reaction. I get that. But you have to understand, remember, a boundary is knowing where you end 
and another person begins. So what do you own? Boundaries is, see, a boundary is a borderline. A borderline defines what is inside of it. What's inside your borderline belongs to you. Well, imagine a boundary that is drawn around your life or your words and your actions, and then you're in a relationship, there's a boundary drawn around them. So inside of my boundaries is my thoughts, my behavior, my likes, my desires, my dislikes, what I say, what I do, all this belongs to me. Now, maybe I'm in a relationship with someone who's not healthy. Well, inside their boundaries are their thoughts, their actions, their desires, their wishes, their behavior. That's within their boundaries. I don't own that. I don't own another person's thoughts, behaviors, or actions. I own mine. And God holds me accountable for my words, my actions, my thoughts, and my reactions. God holds the person, maybe you're in an unhealthy relationship. Well, God holds them accountable for their behavior, but he does not hold you accountable for somebody else's behavior. Why is that important? Because in an unhealthy relationship, so many times the abuser blames the victim and they try to pass off their behavior to the other person. Well, I wouldn't have said this if you hadn't said that. I wouldn't have done this if you hadn't done that. And that is just a lie because how I react is up to me. How somebody else's acts is up to them. When you get this principle in your heart, I encourage you to read any book by Dr. Henry Cloud, especially on boundaries. He's fantastic with this stuff. But when you get the principle down that you do not own or have a responsibility for other person's behavior, even in an unhealthy relationship, you can allow the other person to own their behavior because God's going to hold them accountable. But you can own your behavior, which is how you treat them, how you treat yourself, what you think, what you do, what you say. So in an unhealthy relationship, what I encourage people to do is to take care of yourself. What happens in so many toxic relationships is the victim has their entire focus on the perpetrator. They worry about the perpetrator. They think about the perpetrator. They try to figure ways to change the perpetrator. By the way, you're not going to change other people. You try to think of ways to fix the perpetrator. By the way, you're not going to fix another person. And so you're looking for all these solutions. But in the midst of all that, you're not taking care of yourself. A counselor told me something years ago. I'll never forget this. She said, self-care is not selfish. I was so concerned about other people in my life that I forgot to take care of myself. And when I did do good things for myself, I felt like I was being selfish. That's kind of interesting with my name being self. So understand that self-care is not selfish. If you're in an unhealthy relationship, what can you do? Well, if you focus on yourself, ask yourself these questions. What do you need? What do you want? You are responsible to take care of your needs. You're responsible for your desires. But so many times people in unhealthy relationships, especially Christians, ignore their needs and ignore their desires in order to try to fix or care or please the other person. Take care of yourself. Now, we have a responsibility 
to be kind and loving to the, to the perpetrator. Now, we don't have to sit there and take it, but we have a responsibility not to be mean, hateful, and rude. We have a responsibility to be Christ-like, speak the truth in love to the perpetrator. However, you can live. Matter of fact, God's the scripture says the mindset on the Lord will, will be in perfect peace. The mindset on the Holy Spirit is at peace. We are led forth by peace. You can live in peace in the midst of an unhealthy relationship if you watch your focus, because what you focus on controls you. If you watch your focus, if you focus on, like the Apostle Paul said, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, whatever is a good report, think on these things, because see, your mind controls you. So watch your focus. Get your focus off. There's a, there's a statement that we use in counseling called detachment. Detach mentally from the perpetrator. Start thinking about positive things. Call your positive friend. Take a walk. Maybe you have a hobby you've given up. Pick that hobby back up. Do good things for yourself. At first, it feels selfish. But remember, self-care is not selfish. Focus on the Lord. Focus on his word. Pray. Release the other person to God. Ask the Holy Spirit to have his way with the other person. And when you do these things, you can actually live in peace in, in a very unhealthy situation. Now, God hates divorce. I, I get it. He hates divorce. I hate divorce. Everybody hates divorce. Anybody, if you've been divorced, you really hate divorce. It's, 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 but separation from abuse is not unscriptural. God loves you. And he never expects a person to stay and allow themselves to be abused. You remember when Jesus went um, to the temple and they threatened to stone him? They were going to throw him off this cliff, but he said, it was not my time. And he walked back right in the middle of them. Jesus did not allow himself to be abused until it was time to offer himself as a sacrifice. Abuse is never God's will. And for you to sit there and take abuse is not God's will. God loves you. So many times people think, well, God loves the institution more than he loves the people. God does not love the institution of marriage more than he loves the people who are married. It's not the institution he loves. He cares about the people. Okay, now I'm, I do, I'm not a proponent of divorce. What I am saying is a boundary has to be set. A healthy boundary is what you allow into your life, what you will not allow. The problem with unhealthy relationships is sometimes you can be in a relationship with a boundary trampler and they don't respect your boundaries and they just come right over them. In that case, you got to up the ante. You got to increase your boundary. That's where you may have to separate yourself from them because they do not respect your healthy boundaries. You know, a healthy person, all you have to say is, hey, that hurt me. Um, I'm uncomfortable with that. I found your actions unacceptable. And then the person who did it, a healthy person, is going to say, wow, I'm sorry I did that. Please forgive me. And you can live like that. But if the perpetrator is unwilling to take responsibility for their actions, and they, can, even though you're not responsible for them, but they won't take responsibility either, that is, is rough and that is tough. If they are hurting you, continually hurting you, and you're not able to detach and live a peaceful life, you may need to physically separate. But what I am saying is 
when you focus on the Lord and you focus on taking care of your body and your spirit and your mind, and you focus on the purpose and call of God on your life, you can live a, a peaceful, joyful life, even in an unhealthy relationship. It's not an easy job. I mean, there's, there's challenges all around it because it's, it's painful. It's, um, it's rough. But remember what you own and what you don't own. God holds you accountable, listener, whoever you are listening to me. You are accountable for your words. You are accountable for your actions, even for your thoughts. And the other person that you're in a relationship with, they're accountable for theirs. They're accountable for their thoughts, their words, and their actions, and even their feelings. Now, where things get messed up is when you start taking responsibility or ownership of their behavior and maybe vice versa. That's not God's will. And it violates in Jeremiah when it says each one will die for their own iniquity, which means God holds each one of us responsible for our behavior, not their behavior. One thing I've taught for years is about personal forgiveness. When when we sin, we ask God to forgive us. It's in First John, it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But if it, if we go, Lord, I sinned, but you, you don't know what they said to me. And what they said to me was just inappropriate. And, and then they made me do it. Well, that's not taking ownership. Ownership means you did it. You're guilty. You repent. You ask forgiveness and God forgives you. And he cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Making excuses for behavior does not cause God to forgive you. In, in, in my opinion, I think scripture lines up with that. So how can you live in an unhealthy relationship? You have to learn how to detach, appreciate the good days, take care of yourself. You are responsible for your needs, your wants, and your desires. Nobody else can meet them but you. Stop trying to fix them. Stop trying to control them. Stop trying to make them be another person. Know that God will hold them accountable and God will hold you accountable. You're not responsible for their life. They're not responsible for your life. And what's interesting enough, when you have this healthy attitude, you can actually love more because you've taken ownership of yourself and you're able to give more because you have more and you can give more to that other person when you take ownership of yourself. I hope this has helped you today. Kind of a heavy topic. This is Dr. Ray Self, and I thank you again for listening you know, I've got a couple of books out that I really think would help you. I've mentioned them on other shows, Redeeming Your Past and Finding Your Promised Land. If you want to know how to get over your stuff and find the will of God for your life, get into your promised land. This book is for you. It's available on Amazon, or you can purchase it from our podcast website, icmcollege.org slash self-talk. And all these links are in the show description. And what else we got? Hear his voice, speak his voice. The second book I wrote about how to know when God is speaking to you, how to move prophetically, and how to respond to that and how to act on that. Now, I appreciate that. Don't forget to check out International College of Ministry at icmcollege.org. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. God bless you. Okie dokie. You've been listening to my show Self-talk with me, Dr. Ray Self. I hope this show has helped you. I pray that it has. And I want to just speak a blessing over each person who's listening to the show. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your Holy Spirit touch each person listening to the show. 
And if someone listening is in an unhealthy relationship, give them the grace, give them the wisdom, give them the courage and help them set their healthy boundaries in Jesus name. Again, thank you for listening. If you'd like to donate to the show, and I really hope you will, because this show is expensive, uh, please go to icmcollege.org slash donate. That's in the show description. There's links there. Uh, International College of Ministry is now enrolling. You can get associates, bachelor's, master's, doctorate degrees in uh, ministry, theology, prophetic ministry, and Christian counseling. What's really cool about this is you work your own schedule. There is no schedule except what you set. The courses are waiting for you to take them anytime you want. You can work fast. You can work slow, whatever it takes. Uh, it's not expensive. If you have a financial hardship, there are even financial hardship scholarships available. You can get a free evaluation. If you say, I'm not sure if I want to do this, but I'd like to know what it would cost and what courses I'll need to take, I can send you that. Just go to the website, icmcollege.org. I bless you. I thank you. In Jesus' name, this is Dr. Ray Self.